Part Four, Chapters Forty Five and Forty Six of Out of the Shadow by Rose Gollop Cohen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Forty Five. And now a new life began for us, and for the second time I became an important person. The children fairly strutted about and boasted about their oldest sister, and father talked to the members of his society of the coming engagement how happy his face looked and how cheerfully he spoke to him this was the beginning of a new life he had scarcely ever known what it meant to be free from anxiety first from early childhood it was the fear of the army where he would be compelled to violate the laws against god thou shalt not kill and the fear for the blind and helpless mother he would have to leave behind in this fear he grew up to manhood and then with blood money borrowed and saved on bread and his mother's tears he bought a false name then his life was in constant fear of human beings often in fear of his own shadow then being found out and all seeming lost his escape to america then the struggle of a stranger in a strange land which led to only a hand-to-mouth existence without any change without hope of change but now he felt at last things began to look bright one child was already grown up he was branching out he was to be allied with a fine respectable family with men of business now on a saturday afternoon after his nap he would not have to walk in the street aimlessly he would go to visit his son-in-law he would sit at a comfortable table drink tea and talk business his opinion of business men was high it was his dream some day to lay down his needle and thread and perhaps open a little candy store or a soda-water stand but up to this time it had been no more than a dream for when could he hope to put away fifty or seventy-five dollars now however with the prospect of having a son-in-law in business the dream looked nearer reality and so he beamed at mother and teased her hannah you are going to have a son-in-law soon mother too looked happy but i did not find it so easy to understand her her manner to me reminded me of the time four years before when the ticket came for me to go to america her eyes followed me about as they did then often while she sat in a corner over some work i saw from the expression of her face and the occasional motions of her head and lips that she was arguing something out with herself as was her habit looking at it from every possible point of view often too her eyes were on my face in dumb inquiry and i at present i found it easier to understand every one in my family than myself my people were happy home was cheerful i received some new clothes the choice was left entirely to me for the first time in my life and i chose what i liked pretty material for a dress and it was given away to a dressmaker to be made i chose a pretty pair of shoes and saw that they were the right size and when i put them on they looked so small and dainty after the others and fitted so snugly that when i walked i felt as if my feet scarcely touched the ground and yet deep down in my heart i felt so troubled why i could not have told so passed the first week after i said that little word yes saturday the young man came i still thought of him as the young man and we went out to buy an engagement ring we went to a jeweller he knew i stood at the glass case and watched him try one little diamond ring after another on my finger to my surprise the pleasure i felt in receiving the diamond ring was not as great as i had expected he asked me to choose and i chose a very small stone in a simple setting the ring was bought and left to be made smaller and now i would have been glad to go home alone 
but when we came outside he asked me to come and visit some of his relatives i realized suddenly that i had duties now new duties in the meantime he entreated please come i have promised my youngest uncle they expect us so i went this uncle had recently married i found him a very agreeable man and his wife charming she took me at once under her protection soon more relatives arrived and she introduced me as israel's bride some of the women exclaimed openly at my youthful appearance and the men slapped israel on the back and winked at him his face was flushed with pleasure soon we sat down at a feast of fruit cake and tea and as the relatives sat peeling their apples or oranges they became curious to know whether israel's bride had any accomplishments can you sing they asked me i said a little and i sang when it grew dark and i went to get my hat and coat the young aunt followed me into the bedroom she took my face between her hands and looked into my eyes it is so strange she said to hear a little thing like you singing these sad songs directly the next day my parents began to prepare for the engagement which was to be on the coming saturday night a great crowd was expected aunt masha managed to procure the use of an empty loft in the new shops on jefferson street through the janitor whose daughter was her friend and to this loft with parcels and bundles many excursions were made during the week by mother and the children or father when he came home from work at night no one looked so happy and excited as father he invited all the members of the society and their wives and children and mother invited half of cherry street every one must come and participate in their happiness no one must be overlooked or offended aunt masha invited all her friends aunt masha was not the rosy-cheeked girl she had been but she looked contented she listened and advised girls in their love affairs and took part at engagements and weddings with an elderly aunt air we all felt that she had settled herself down to a single life but there were times when she would not talk to us and she looked morbid and cried for days and days her friends were four mature girls they often came to our house for me to dress their hair for which i seemed to have a knack they praised me for it but otherwise they never took any notice of me now however they looked at me curiously and as i had once been envied for going to america i was envied now because i was going to be married not one of the girls had their families in this country or a comfortable home one spoke to me openly she had been a pretty blonde girl when i came to this country but now her face had no colour and she stooped as she walked you are very fortunate raoul she said i am tired of the shop i want something more than a folding cot for my home and she sighed and walked away from me with her shoulders drooping more than ever when saturday came there was a great deal of excitement in our house all the children had their heads washed and sister curled their hair and helped mother get dressed the smallest boy six years old now sat crying with a swollen cheek and had to be comforted with sweets and i walked about from room to room and was of no help to anyone as soon as it grew dark aunt masha and the girls came and carried me off to a hairdresser and as usual now i who had always been last everywhere was first i sat down in the chair and my friends stood about me my hair was carefully brushed braided and wound all about my head and sprinkled with gold tinsel when i came home and put on my first long dress and looked into the mirror i saw that i looked at least eighteen years old and then it occurred to me that this was my day 
that perhaps i'd never have another such day and the desire came to be happy this one night i went to the hall early for indeed the loft looked like a hall now it was bright with lights and there were two long tables laden with fruits and candies prettily arranged in glass bowls and decorated with fringed red white and blue papers and fancy paper napkins folding chairs stood along the walls and the floor was sprinkled with candle scraping for the dancing and when the people began to arrive i saw that this was indeed my day no one looked upon me as a child every one was kind and attentive even the elderly people came up to shake hands with me the blood began to beat rapidly in my veins and my heart throbbed with excitement after the formal ceremony when the plate was broken and israel slipped the little diamond ring on my finger i refused to sit down next to him at the head of the table i felt as if intoxicated instead i walked about talked with the girls and flirted with the young men then i danced i danced with the men i danced with the girls i danced until both families were alarmed and begged me to stop i assured my mother in a whisper that i never felt in better health in my life and continued to dance i saw that israel was not looking very happy he was sitting in a corner looking neglected it meant nothing to me once when i stopped for a few moments he came over and begged me to sit down at the same time two young men came sliding up and asked me to dance the two stood disputing and jesting each one claimed that he had been first in the meantime a waltz began a third young man was passing and i took his arm and went off laughing but as the evening advanced i grew more and more tired and at last i felt quite limp the guests were gone israel and his family were also gone and the janitor turned out the lights on a room hazy with cigarette smoke and tables covered with fruit skins and crumpled paper napkins we went out into the still cold morning i fell a little behind my people who were discussing the success of the party and walked wearily listening to the sound of my own footsteps and wondering and what will be to-morrow chapter forty six about the middle of the week a message came from israel's mother inviting me to come and spend a day and a night with them i looked at mother i had not yet gotten over the effects of the engagement night i felt worn and looked paler than usual but she asked me will you wear your new dress so i knew that i was to go the minute it was decided i was stirred with curiosity about israel's home and his mother whom i had not yet seen for she had not been to the engagement because she was blind i was expected to find her looking like grandmother tall and frail and with sweet pale face and hands but soon i found that she was not at all like that i found israel in the store he looked so pleased to see me and at once led me to the door in the back of the store and as he pushed it open i saw in the middle of the kitchen and right under the gas which was lit a large strong-looking woman in a brown dress and wig mother here is ruth he said his voice was full of excitement and she put out her hands and took mine so we stood for a long minute the light was on her face and i could see it working with emotion and there was a look in it that i had often seen in grandmother's face when she wanted very much to see after a little while israel took my hat and coat and the mother walked straight to the table and drew out a chair for me it was a surprise to me to watch her quick sure step she sat near me and talked all afternoon her voice was strong deep and monotonous and as she talked almost without a stop it was like listening to a machine grinding steadily 
she told me all about her brothers israel's uncles their honesty and ability in business and of their happy lives at home she seemed to talk with a view to entertaining me but i also felt that she wanted me to know the kind of a family i was coming into then she talked about israel she said that he was a good dutiful son i believed it i could see from his manner from the way he looked at her and from the way he listened to her for when there were no customers in the store he too came and listened that he was good to his mother i gave her all my attention but when i grew tired i looked about so this is where i am going to live i thought this room which was a kitchen dining-room and bedroom in one was all i could see but i also noticed a closed door right opposite the one leading into the store and a little dark window with iron bars high up near the ceiling in the wall on the right this was the only window in the room and it looked into the dark hall of the tenement on the little window-sill i noticed two books and i promised myself to see soon what they were gradually from talking about the uncles and her son the mother led to the marriage you see she said with a wave of her large brown strong hands i have everything that is necessary in a household there will be no need to buy a thing my heart sank when i heard this i had dreamed of a new bright home and this is not all the mother continued there is another room come i'll show you she rose and opened the door i had noticed there was a current of chill stale air and i followed her into a room where there was dim daylight when we moved in here the mother kept on talking we did not bother fixing up i could see that all the furniture stood in the middle of the room there was a couch a bureau some chairs and an ice-box and against one wall the pieces of a white iron bed everything was grey with dust and cobwebs hung from the ceiling the two windows were long narrow and barred with iron it looked to me like a prison i shivered and went to the door are you going in the mother asked i said yes i am so cold i could not keep my teeth from chattering i could not picture the room except with the dust the cobwebs and the iron-barred windows and the mother's deep monotonous voice as an accompaniment during the evening business was at a lull in the store so israel was more in the house he stood near the stove with his hands spread out for the warmth and with a smile watched his mother moving about the room performing little duties here and there and still relating the merits of her relatives he often glanced at me he looked as if he too had something that he wanted to say but he also looked as if it could wait there was no need for hurry we had not yet spoken since i had come but i noticed or more correctly felt that his manner toward me was different from what it had been before the engagement it was more intimate though we had not seen each other since nor did we know each other any better i felt uncomfortable at last when there was a pause in the mother's talk i asked israel do you read sometimes yes he said slowly when i have nothing better to do what are those two books may i see them he stood up on a chair to reach them blew the dust from them and gave them to me then he too sat down at the table and watched me turn the pages i felt happier now and having the books to which to give my attention i felt more at ease the first book turned out to be one i had already read i was delighted it was like meeting a friend and the thought that israel had the same book was a sort of link and made me feel more friendly toward him so far we seemed to have had nothing in common nothing to talk about but now there was the book 
i glanced at the pages here and there and asked enthusiastically what he thought of this or that part and how he liked this or that character he was still smiling but he merely answered yes or no to my questions the second book was a translation from the russian into yiddish partly letters partly diary i looked it through and was at once filled with a burning desire to read it the intimate tone of the first person in which it was written made me feel as if that someone were actually talking to me i could feel his presence shall i read it aloud i asked israel no he said without any interest what is the use he even looked as if he would have liked me to put the book away but the only time i put a book away at home was when i was forced to and here i knew no one would even hint that i put it away so i took my advantage and read but the thought that i was rude and that the boy felt hurt perhaps made me feel uncomfortable so every now and then i would look up say a word or smile at him i could smile now i felt so happy when i read in this way the evening and the next morning passed late in the afternoon israel hastened in from the store looking excited ruth he said eagerly will you come into the store for a minute i want to introduce you to a customer of ours i rose from the table scarcely knowing what i did i was miserable in a moment meeting strangers was a great hardship and this seemed so unnecessary merely a customer of israel's i could say i did not want to go but that seemed like a child and to say that i did not like to meet strangers was also impossible a person of that kind was thought a bore israel looked at me but only saw my unwillingness to go he looked slightly annoyed and explained as if he were sorry that explanations should be necessary but she is our best and oldest customer and she asked to meet you this explanation made it still worse though why i could not have told at the moment his mother too joined him in explaining and urging so i rose and followed him into the store my cheeks were burning and i dreaded the light and the stranger's eyes at that moment israel was more of a stranger to me than he had been a little while before i stopped at the counter right near the door in the back further than that i would not go and israel had to call his customer to the back part i saw a tall dried-out-looking woman in black with sharp dark eyes that looked me over at once israel introduced us she smiled i nodded and now my only thought was to go back into the kitchen when i saw israel push a slip of paper and a pencil toward me and lift a basket of bags and bundles to the counter will you put down these figures while i call them off he said what was my trouble of a few minutes before compared to what i felt now i never could add a row of figures correctly and since i had come to this country i had scarcely even written any numbers a sick feeling came over me with the shame that was awaiting me i took the pencil and bent over the slip of paper and heard israel call ten ten i repeated to myself looking at the paper blindly and wondering which comes first the one or the knot ages seemed to pass since i had heard the number called i put down something seventeen i heard israel's voice again and again i wondered which came first how the blood beat in my temples i decided to keep all the ones on one side to the left twenty-three israel called and now it seemed as if i must break down in yiddish many people read numbers like the script from right to left which would read three twenty although written twenty-three when i had been learning as a child it had been a great puzzle to me and now it bewildered me altogether 
suddenly it occurred to me that if israel called the numbers in english it would be easier for me for at least some of them i could write as they sounded he did and it was easier so i stumbled on from number to number often i felt as if i must give up but still went on at last i saw israel put the last package into the basket now add it he said this was the hardest yet again i did not know from which side to begin the right or left but i added it somehow and then i straightened up it is ninety-six cents i said and stood holding the little piece of paper in my hand and looking at it i would have given anything not to have to give it up but israel was holding his hand out for it and the woman's eyes were upon me so i laid it in his hand and stood waiting i thought he would go over it at once and show me the mistakes right before the woman but he did not he just folded it and put it into the basket i felt grateful for that the woman said good-bye israel took the basket on his arm and they went out when the door closed behind them i leaned across the counter nearly all the strength of my body had gone in the effort and as i waited i thought if israel had known me a long long time could he would he have done this why did he do it at all was it to show the woman that he was not marrying an illiterate or was it to keep me a little longer in the store and give his customer a chance to see me had he been talking to her about me or did he wish at once to begin breaking me into the business the bell over the door rang and i straightened up israel came up smiling and said in his inoffensive way and yet with great earnestness there was a mistake i opened my eyes wide in pretended surprise really yes he said mildly but with still greater earnestness it was even four cents more for a moment i could scarcely believe that i heard right is that all i made a mistake in i thought four cents then i looked at israel his earnestness struck me funny and i mimicked him a little four cents more then i laughed while he looked on puzzled i laughed and laughed and tears were running down my cheeks oh there is hope for me i thought in time i can learn to add even with two people looking on End of chapter forty six